In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Good morning. What's today? Very good. And what do we do on Ash Wednesday? We put ashes on our head. Yes. Why would we do that? I can't hear him. Very good. We're getting ready for Jesus, who's going to die on the cross and rise from the dead. So we're recognizing by putting ashes on our head that we are sinners, that we need to repent and we need to try to be better. We're starting Lent, 40 days, just like when Jesus went for 40 days into the desert, or the Israelites for 40 years in the desert because of their sins. We are taking these 40 days, which just means an extensive time in order to prepare our hearts and our souls for this great gift that we don't deserve, which is God the Father sending His Son to us, the Son taking upon Himself our sins in order to redeem us from those sins, and dying on a cross to save us, only to rise from the dead and give us new life. And so we recognize in our hearts and our minds and our souls that this is what God is doing for us. And we want to respond. If he came to die for my sins, then I want to get rid of my sins. I want to do penance and make up and try to be better. If I'm a liar, I want to tell the truth. If I'm a cheater, I want to do what's right. If I steal, I want to be honest and generous and giving to others. If I'm disobedient to my parents, I want to pay attention and listen and do what's good. Whatever my sins might be, now if I fight with my brothers and sisters and don't share my toys and whatever it could be, I want to stop doing evil and do what's right and good. That's why we make these Lenten proposals. We give things up. We make certain sacrifices because we want to stop being bad and whatever we do, do bad and be good. But it's not just about not doing bad. Lent is about looking at Jesus who loves us, who has no sin, who does everything good, and imitating him. It's about being like Jesus being ready to give of ourselves for, the, for others, for their salvation. Wanting to do good, not just wanting to avoid evil. Jesus lays it out for us right here. The whole, our whole program for Lent is right here in this Gospel. Jesus gives us three things that we should do. And this making sacrifices isn't the first one. It's the last one. The first one is doing good. It's called almsgiving, charity, being kind to others, seeking the good of those around us. To give alms means 
to see a person in need and I reach out my hand in a helping manner. It means to be attentive to the person who is sad or suffering, to console those who are in pain, to not just to give money and material goods, to give of myself for the good of others, to live a life of charity. Charity, which means love. And not to do it so that other people can pat me on the back and say, oh, what a good guy, what a good gal. No, they do such good things. No, just don't do it so other people can see you. Don't blow the trumpet in front of yourself like the hypocrites. No, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. In other words, don't even let yourself feel glorified by it. No, do it generously, seeking the good of others. This should be the first thing we try to do in Lent. Do good. So the first thing I'm going to say is, I'm going to obey my parents. I'm just going to listen and do what they tell me. No. I'm going to share my toys and my, my cell phone and my video games and my... I'm going to share those with my brothers and sisters instead of saying, no, don't touch it, it's mine. No? I'm going to help clean up around the house. No? I'm going to come home from work, and if I'm exhausted and tired from working all day, I'm not going to think, well, I'm just going to sit down and put my feet up. No, I'm going to help with the kids. I'm going to help to do what is needed, husband or wife, together working, Striving to do what's good and right. Helping one another to be better. Doing good. That's what Lent's about. If we just avoid evil and don't do good, then there's no sense. So the first thing is almsgiving. Sharing, giving, caring. Looking out for the good of others. That's the first thing that Jesus tells us we should do. And then he says, in order to do that, you can't just do it by yourself. You need the help of God. You need to let it be God's love that fills your heart so that with his love, you can love others the way you should. And so he says, pray. Pray. But again, not to be seen by others and that everybody thinks, oh, what a holy person he or she is. Hypocritical. No. To pray in the recesses of your heart. To go into your inner self and unite yourself with God so that in that presence of that inner tabernacle, which is your own conscience, you can be alone with him. Even if you're right now, you're all sitting in the midst of everybody else, but some of you may be praying, as you should, united to him, offering yourself, asking him for his grace, giving of yourself to him in prayer. And others might be distracted thinking about, I don't know, why, why Kansas City won the Super Bowl instead of your team. You know, you might be thinking, you know, oh, is Father going to take forever in this homily or what's going on here? I don't know. Your mind might be off in Jupiter somewhere and you're not even talking to God. You're just sitting there wishing this was over. No, Jesus says pray. Go into that inner room. No, right here, right now in this big room, you can go into that inner room and be alone with God and offer to him yourself and say, Lord, I'm a sinner, I need your grace. Lord, thank you for your blessings and 
for caring for me and my family. Lord, help me to be a better man, a better woman, to do what is right and good. Give me your grace and love so that I can give it to others. And so pray. Don't think you can do it alone. You need God. I need God. We all need God. And so we need to be men and women of prayer, union with God. That's what prayer is, the union of two hearts, God's and ours, uniting ourselves to him in prayer. And if we are charitable and pray, loving God and loving others, well then, we can sacrifice ourselves in many different ways. And so the third thing is to fast. Now we can think of fasting just as regarding food. Today is a day of fasting. We're not supposed to eat between meals. We're supposed to only have one main meal, anybody that is 18 or older. But this is a good for you guys too that are young, young people. Maybe the kindergartners and the pre-K, you know, they can have their snack. That's good. But, you know, you 7th and 8th graders and 6th graders and 5th graders, you can, you're old enough to understand that Jesus died on the cross for you, that Jesus fasted for you, that Jesus suffered for you. And so sometimes young people's fast is much better than our older people's fast because their innocence helps them to live it in a greater way. Fasting, yes, have one main meal. Your other two meals shouldn't equal that meal. And don't eat between meals today. And then again, no meat. Because Jesus offered himself, his flesh, on the cross. And as one body in the church, we unite in making these sacrifices in order to offer ourselves with him. It's not whether it's meat or something else. No, it's the whole church as one doesn't eat meat today in order to unite ourselves in the body of Christ, offering ourselves with him for the salvation of the world. It's a universal sacrifice of the body of Christ. But there's other ways to fast. There's other ways to fast. Like, I always want to be right and make sure everybody knows it. And maybe I'm going to listen a little more, pay attention to others, and hear what they have to say and see how I can learn and grow. Or maybe I'm always using all my time on my video games and I get angry with my parents or my brothers or sisters when they interrupt me because I'm doing what I want to do. Maybe I need to fast from that selfishness. We always should do that, but maybe now's a good time to make an effort even more so to say, I'm going to let go of that so I can spend more time with my family, with my friends, looking out for others, doing charity and almsgiving and praying to God. Because otherwise I put God and others off, and it's all about me. Fasting means dying to myself. It means being ready to offer the sacrifice of myself with Christ, who offers the sacrifice of himself for the salvation of the world. Fasting isn't about me glorifying myself because I didn't eat today. Or I'm going to just do a bread and water fast all day and all month. No, that's good if you, that, that's what the Lord asks of you through your spiritual director. But you know, if it's just to feel good about myself and, and think I did it, or I'm just doing it to lose weight, then it's eat, eat, drink, and be merry. 
No. The reason for these things, almsgiving, prayer, and fasting. The reason for these three things is so that we can live the two greatest commandments to the full. So that we can love God above all things with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, which means above ourselves and everything else, put him first in our lives. And then, having loved him in this way, we can love one another with the love of God that reigns in our hearts because we give of ourselves for the good of others. And so the two great commandments, love God above all things, love others as I have loved you. Those are the two greatest commandments. That's what we should strive to live positively, joyfully, during this Lent, seeking to be more like Christ. That's, that's why we put ashes on our head, because we recognize I'm dust, and to dust I will return. I need to convert and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's what they're going to say. Or remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. I need to be humble. I need to repent. I need to do penance. I need to pray. And I need to turn all of that into a giving of myself like Christ gave himself for me on the cross in love. That's what this period of Lent is about in the church. Hopefully it's something that you will, will do from your hearts, that you will be aware of, because I think you're old enough to understand. I know you're all old enough to understand in the back. All of them know the older we are, the less we understand, because the more we get involved with ourselves and our selfishness and our what I want, the way I want it. No. Maybe all of us that are older can learn from these younger people. I'm going to invite you kids to give us the example of how to love Christ, of how to give of ourselves to others, of how to be generous and charitable and kind, of how to give alms, of how to pray and how to fast. Let's ask God to help us live this Lent, uh, not just pass through it one more time. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand.